Welcome back to Inside Personal Growth. This is Greg Voice and the host of the podcast. And joining me from New Jersey is Michael Sandler. And we're going to be speaking about his book called AWE, The Automatic Writing Experience. Good day to you, Michael. How are you doing? Good day to you, Greg. And and I got to call that awe because we're going to be talking about that sense of awe today, aren't we? We are. And um, we just saw Rue, which is his rooster. Yes, absolutely. Which drops jaws and has you in a state of awe, Uh, to say the least. Definitely. Well, I'm going to let my listeners know a tad bit about you. Okay. Uh, Michael Sandler, he has an MBA, which is a master's in business administration and MIS. What is MIS? It's a master of information systems. So a computer okay. degree as well as a business because okay. right. one wouldn't be enough. All right. He had to have a second one. He's the host of Inspire Nation uh, show. And you can actually go to inspirenationshow.com to learn more about him. Um, you can also go to automaticwriting.com. That's another mm-hmm. website. It's a top rated self-help and spiritual YouTube show and podcast. He's a best-selling author, speaker, visionary coach, and creator of Inspire Nation University and awe online course. For over 25 years, he's transformed thousands of lives and businesses through the open hearted warrior program. Uh, Michael's on a mission to help the world shine bright. And again, I said two websites, probably automaticwriting.com would be a great place for my listeners. Here's the book. And what's what we're going to be talking about today. Well, Michael, thanks for taking the time. I know you've been at this a long time. And there's some things in your life personally that happened that kind of got you here uh, to where you are today. And I'm not talking about educational experiences. I'm talking about. Oh, they NDEs. are educational. <laughs> yeah. NDEs. And for everybody who knows near death experiences, how'd that influence you and change your life for the better? Oh, and I like that you say change your life for the better because it certainly did. Um, well, you could say that that's more of your master's or graduate or doctoral program uh, or degree on life is the NDEs. Um, they shifted me from, for the most part, because your wiring is still your wiring, and we can get into that. But they shifted me from a what I'm going to call a small mind understanding of the world, uh, the more egoic or fear-based or day-to-day mind, call it small m. They shifted me to the big mind, more of a big picture, unity consciousness. We are all one. What's the big picture? Why are we here? Um, what's the meaning of this existence? What is what is behind the veil? What's on the other side? And and from that place, it, it doesn't mean that you reside there all the time, as my wife will tell you, you don't. <laughs> However, you interact with the world completely differently. You see things differently. Your your heart is expanded and more open. That's why we had the Open Hearted Warrior Program. It's now transitioned into what we call the School of Mystics, because mm-hmm. what you are when you have one of these mystical experiences, and you don't need a near-death experience to have one, is, is you're someone who can live on both sides of the veil at the same time. Meaning, uh, let's put it in, in common everyday vernacular. You can escape from the matrix or you're not locked to the lower level vibration of fears and worries and anxiousness and even depression. That is a global phenomenon or challenge today. Instead, you can see or be above it at a higher vibration, still working here on earth, but not attached to all of the drudgery. 
Totally agree. Many authors and lots of people have talked about that as the non-duality. You know, the, I mean, you, you mentioned a second, the ego, you know, and then the soul. And we have to kind of coexist with that, don't we, Michael? And what does it mean to live, as you just talked about, on both sides of the veil? You know, I, I kind of look at it as that non-dual universe. Um, and But the ego's ever-present. Um, it It's there to protect us in some respect, right? It's there for us. Um, how do you help people... Um, navigate those two worlds. Let's let's kick it real old school, Greg. Let's go with, depending on your take, it can either be Pac-Man or Ms. Pac-Man. So on the other side, I'm calling it in quotes, other side of the veil, because actually we're this holographic image within the veil. Everything is within us. We are within everything. But just for, for uh, lack of confusion or clarity's sake, we'll say the other side of the veil. Most of you exist, your higher self, your soul, your spirit on the other side of the veil, cheering on this little version of you that's locked into this Pac-Man universe. It's locked into this world. In this world, you have amnesia. You forget who you are. You forget where you come from. You forget your attachment so that you can play out this program or this game and you can learn and grow from it and take that information back home to the larger version of yourself. Mm -hmm. The egoic mind, in a small sense, helps you stay safe here. Look both ways before you cross the road. There are some rules that came from the tribe that are very meaningful. Look at the world from a fear-based perspective so you don't get eaten by a tiger. However, we came here to actually learn how to let that go in a sense because I like to think of this world and this this duality is a cosmic pulse of ACDC, if you want, or negative, positive, negative, positive, the current that you have, alternating current that runs your computer right here, mm-hmm. is this fluxing current back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And you came here to have amnesia and forget and learn how to transcend that and bring that home and come here again and forget and learn how to transcend that and bring that home. And it's this pulse ever spiraling you upward in your existence of eternity because you're an infinite divine being having a divine experience in human form. Now, your ego, while you're here, until you wake up, and that's what I call escaping from the matrix, is waking up to the greater existence. Your ego is very scared. And my ego is still very big. It hasn't gone anywhere just because I've had a taste of the other side. It is wiring. And the wiring is, I want to stay small. I don't want to be seen. I don't want to reach for greatness. And it will give me a litany of reasons why I should never do or change anything. And I should just hide under the couch. What I get to do with that, though, is make peace with it, Greg, is to love it up, is to listen to it, as to take it in as a wounded little child and say, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And then hand in hand, stepping forwards anyway. Right. It's not about eradicating the ego, eradicating fear. You might be able to do that. I haven't heard of many with any success, but it's about healing those wounds and then stepping forward with your ego. Coexisting with it. You know, that's a um, an important element. And I think that is where everybody is. There is no way out of it. It is what it is. 
And the, the key is, is what you've mentioned is nurturing it, supporting it, understanding it, and then you growing with it. Yes. Um, you know, in the special message of your book, um, Irvin, is it Lazaro? I know I've actually, I don't want to screw up his name because he's Laszlo. Laszlo says that you have the ability to connect to the source. Mm-hmm. How do you help people hear or feel this source and know how to rely on what the source is telling them? Because, you know, it's discernment. Mm-hmm. Um, we get, you know, some people are Clara audience, some are Clara sentient, some are, you know, clairvoyant. There's a lot of Claire's. Um, the question is, is when we hear that or intuitively have that hit, how do you help people really realize that and then channel that in because you're really about automatic writing, right? So a couple key words in there. So channel is one of those words. And and tune in is is an important concept here as well, which is to say, we all get these hits, Greg. We all get these moments of clarity. Turn now. And all of a sudden, thank God, that child had run out, that bus that came there. We turned to just the right moment. We had a moment of clarity. Or we have an intuitive hit to make a certain decision to go for something that makes no sense. And we actually go for it. The universe, source, God, the love that is everything, whatever we want to call it, is always speaking to us. However, if we don't have a practice where we can um, learn to trust this voice, learn to trust this wisdom, and as you say, you're an important word, learn to discern then we're kind of clueless as to, is this my mind? Is this my ego? Or is this coming from someplace greater? Now, automatic writing is a very simple process where you go into kind of this meditative state. You don't have to be able to meditate. You get your pen on the paper and the pen starts flowing. It gives you answers to some of the biggest questions to the universe and about yourself, which is where it becomes a mind blower. And it's an energetic transmission. I mean, you start to feel better and feel better. And this cloak of darkness and heaviness starts to slough away from you. The more time that you spend in awe, what I call the automatic writing experience, the easier it is to discern, the easier it is to feel, the easier it is to have knowings of where the information is coming from to the point where the writing is no longer about the writing, Greg. Right. You can go out, you can go down the street, you can have a conversation with Greg, which is, woohoo, thank you for having me here. And you're able to get a real true sense of what's coming from that small mind and what's coming from the bigger mind because of the time you spent practicing in it. Well, uh, I, I've written a couple of books and I just helped finish another one. And I know what it's like. Congratulations. This, yeah, this doesn't, this isn't just writing to write a book. Let's make that real clear. This is writing to heal, no matter what the writing is. Um, Much of this writing is, I'm going to say, being channeled through you to be Mm -hmm. expressed on a piece of paper. And the important part is you hearing the message and learning from that message. And William Sears, MD, says that AWE belongs in the mental wellness toolbox of every reader who is inspired to take charge of their brain health. That was the quote. Why is the automatic writing experience so powerful? What can it do for our brain health? 
It's interesting that he mentions that because if you go back into the 1800s, I believe it was 1846, might have been a little later than that. There was a beautiful book, uh, aptly named Automatic Writing, <laughs> that talked about it as a tool. It was written by a psychologist as a tool to connect with your subconscious and learn about your deep inner wiring or programming that's commanding everything that you may not even be aware of. So it has been an incredibly powerful tool for that purpose for a very long time. Now, when it comes to brain health, our brains are like the laptop or the computer you have in front of you. Too many programs open, too many apps, too many windows, uh, too many things dragging you down at best and having a really warped bias at worst. Right. What if we could get clarity of what we're really thinking, of who we really are, of what's really going on? Let's say that you are talking with your spouse and you snap. Excuse me get really upset. And your upsetness is not commensurate to the energy that your spouse is giving you. You can go into automatic writing and you can say, let's use a technical term, what the flip happened? <laughs> and you'll actually get the answer. Well, because you were wounded, it might even go so far to say is because you were wounded in fourth grade when teachers something shut you down and this happened and that happened. This is why you've created this heart wall, this barrier where if somebody touches that wall, they get an electric shock. This is why you start to flip out in the circumstance. And here's what we can do to help you to heal. Yeah, it's, it's um, you know, in my psychology training, <laughs> he used to do these gestalt therapies, right? Uh, where you, you would sit in two different chairs and be the same person, right? Talking, like asking a question, then moving over and answering that question from that position. And I found most of those that I would do with people, or even someone doing it to me were some of the most instrumental ways to actually express a challenge I was having in my life about something, you know, a relationship that I was having an issue with, with somebody. Um, you know, you mentioned that the automatic writing has been used by sages and authors for years. And I would agree with you. Many of the people that have been on this show um, use this technique to write their books, not just one book you know, 20 books later. Um, we have all heard the statement that the book came through me, okay? When people said to me when I wrote the second book, how did you do it? And I keep saying, you know, I would just make time to sit and be, and I'd allow it to come through me. And I would write for two or three hours, and then I would stop, and I'd do that three or four times a week. Before long, I had all this stuff. And then I said, well, but I didn't read it back. And they go, well, why aren't you reading it back and correcting it? And I said, because probably the worst thing you could do would be making all those corrections from a mental standpoint about what you just wrote. I didn't sit and correct it. So what prompts you, uh, what prompts do you send out to the universe to get started with the automatic writing experience? So I do, a, I do a couple prayers. I do a prayer that kind of puts me in this bubble of love and light. 
And then I do a second prayer where I call in assistance. We can call in angels or guides, loved ones on the other side of the veil. Uh, my daughter who uh, passed away in utero is one of my two twins. The other one's playing upstairs. Her name is Miraku, which stands for miracle. And Miracle comes through pretty much every day and says, Daddy, I'll field this question. Just kind of wild. <laughs> but but you can go then and call in assistance or as Napoleon Hill, author of Think and Grow Rich, calls it, you can call in your boardroom. And then you ask questions, questions du jour, questions that are on your mind, questions of what is most important for you. And then you begin to get answers in that sacred space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so important to set the space up, mm-hmm. right? Um, I know a lot of people, well, they like to put headphones on and listen to music. Or I'll put on, I have people listen to, it's a great point you make, Theta Brain Entrainment Music. Right. And I interviewed Dr. Andrew Newberg for the book, author of Enlightenment in the Brain. And uh, he took a look at long-time, or, yeah, long-time automatic writing practitioners and saw changes, neuro- neurological changes that took place in the brain, at least during automatic writing. And they would enter this theta brain wave state where the frontal lobe, the part of the brain responsible for where am I going? What do I need to get done? What we call our executive functions and writing that part of the brain powers down the parietal lobe, the part of the brain up here responsible for last song of the Beatles by George Harrison. I mean, my, I mean, my, I mean, my, the egoic center of the brain, it powers down. We've got the I me my offline, we've got the writing center offline. We've got you vibrating in this theta brainwave state, which is a more creative space, more connected to something greater than ourselves. And it is in that space with those headphones on that the words really begin to flow as you're in this sacred place. There's one thing I want to touch on, Greg. You, you did some amazing writing and that writing has an energy to it, a frequency to it. I know your books have it that goes beyond you because it didn't come from you. It's a co-creation. Right. You Correct. wrote it, but it didn't come from you. So right. what I challenge everyone to do in their automatic writing is make their day an automatic writing sandwich, which is if you write it in the morning, that's one of your pieces of bread, then you have your, your good vegan meat throughout the day, <laughs> let us say, then read it again in the evening. You get in a unique beautiful vibratory state when you're writing. And you know this because when you're done, you're kind of cooked, but it's been good. You get in this beautiful vibratory state. You're attuned to a higher frequency. That attunement carries you through the most of the day. And then you want that pick-me-up, that attunement at the end of the day by rereading what you wrote. You don't have to edit it, but you can put yourself back in that sacred space, which then helps you to process, to learn, and to grow overnight. or a lot of people do their writing late at night. That's when they get their creative ideas, their pop, pop, pop. If so, you write it in the evening. And then and that attunes you for your dream world, which your dream world really is your waking world for the other side of the veil. And then when you come to in the morning, reread it again and be attuned. It's a vibratory cha- uh, changer for you. Vibrate at a higher frequency for the day ahead. Yeah. It- You know, that brings me to this environment in which people write, the environment they set up, um, the meditation that they might do before. You know, you talked about meditation. 
the monkey mind, how do we quiet quiet this monkey mind? You know, it's pretty active most of the time for most people. Um, and, you know, most good meditators will talk about that. They'll say, okay, well, you just let it be and then let it, you know, move out, right? It's not mm-hmm. something, let's not be against it. Let's just let it say what it's going to say and then let it move on, right? Um, what advice would you have for the listeners about quieting that monkey mind? <laughs> I'm going to go the reverse direction. And and it's actually, you were saying it. Let's hear what the monkey mind has to say. Mm. I have an exercise I call an ego dump. I used to call it better out than in. You grab a uh, a notebook, a journal, cheap composition book if you want, preferably right. a nice recycled one. And if the ego mind is going nuts, set a timer. You don't have to do this all day, five, 10 minutes, whatever you'd like. And without censorship, allow the egoic monkey mind to barf all over you. <laughs> yeah, I Get agree. it all out. Do right. not censor it because, okay, between you and me, Almost all of us, maybe not all of us, but almost all of us would go to jail if these writings were ever found. But still, get them on paper better out than in. Then shred them, burn them, dance the margarina on them, and be done with them. Because your subconscious or your egoic mind doesn't know the difference between the written word and the actual emotion or event. Putting it down on paper is inflammatory unless you do something with it. It becomes a healing process once you shred that thing. It may take time, but you'll find yourself getting lighter and lighter to where there's no longer the bite, the poissance, the energy behind it. It's not about squashing, quelling that mind. It's about getting to that peaceful state where it no longer has to scream at you to be heard. Yeah, I love the way you say that, you know, and I I go back to these memories. Uh, I did an audio cassette tape series. I noticed he was on your show mm-hmm. um, with David Allen. I've known David forever oh, and yeah. ever. GTD. And, um, GTD, getting things done. And the master of GTD, David Allen. And we used to, in the audio cassette tape series, you know, we reference back to the mind dump, right? Yes. That was the term that was coined by David. And I... I remember that so distinctly because he had a brain on a piece of paper mm-hmm. and then he would have the people come in and then in many of the workshops I did, I did the same thing. We'd say, Hey, get everything out that you're thinking before this workshop kind of begins. This is the brain dump. This is the time. What are you thinking about? Um, and it was amazing how many people would, you'd give them like 15 minutes and they'd go, no, no, I need more time. <laughs> you know, there was that much stuff on the paper. They just write and write and write. Um, now you refer to your source as your angels. And mm-hmm. you mentioned that we can all call the source, whatever we like. That's true. But the key is to listen and the ritual that we establish to do the automatic writing. Um, what advice do you have to help people initiate this ritual. And um, I know some people are going to say, well, I'd rather write with a pen and paper. And I go, yeah, just write with a pen and paper. Or you want to write on your MacBook, then write on your MacBook. Um, So talk to us this about that ritual. 
So it's it's a matter of, and it's not just angels that I go to. I go to angels and guides and loved ones and higher dimensional beings. And I don't even care what you call this stuff. It's the energy that is everything that, that is appearing to be in one form or another, just like you are appearing to be Greg right now. I'm appearing to be Michael. It doesn't matter what we call this stuff. It's the energy that is everything. We can call it the field. We can call it our inner wisdom. If you don't believe in any of that, you don't have to. You've got an right. inner wisdom. It's saying you to listen to this right now. Right. So we can write to this and call it in. In essence, it's almost as simple as writing and saying, angels, guides, light workers, whomever. Good morning. I'd like to speak to you. You call them in, you invoke them. And then whether it is your pen on paper or your fingers on a keyboard. And for myself, I'm dyslexic. I started with pen on paper, but the words started going so much and so fast that I started flipping (laughs) every other letter and every other word. And it became a mess to where now I sit back on my keyboard, eyes almost closed, and I clickety-clackety along. In fact, in the good old days when I had my wife's old college chair, I would kick my head back, lean into, melt into the chair, and I'd almost have my eyes closed and be like Stevie Wonder. I love Stevie. And I'd be just grooving to this information, laying on the chair, almost eyes closed as the words begin to flow, getting into that sacred space. Key point, we call them in. That's something Napoleon Hill did as well. Right. And then we get the heck out of the way. That's why we call it channeling. Allow the channel to open. And then don't think, allow whatever comes out on the page to come out. You don't have to listen. You don't have to discern. You don't have to um, try to uh, translate. Just get it down over time with practice. And I have a whole program, automaticwriting.com or the book. There's a whole practice where as you get better at it, what I call this cosmic handshake, as you develop this connection that goes from kind of smoke signal to uh, what do we call it? Dial up to fiber optic, to a fiber optic tunnel, as this connection grows stronger, now you can start to have two-way conversations, not just listening to whatever is on the other side, not just listening. And always, key point, when you go into prayer and you call in whomever, call Mm -hmm. in at the highest level. Mm -hmm. Don't play Ouija board. Ouija board is like getting a butterfly net and scooping up anything above you or below you. And and I've I've got prayers in here so that you don't do that because you don't just want Billy Bob, unless Billy Bob was a loved one who crossed over. You don't just want Billy Bob speaking to you. You want the highest level you can get. Very important point. And, um, you know, I was going to ask you again, because you mentioned this, the gentleman that did the brain science study. Dr. Andrew Newberg. Yeah. Right. Now, are you actually listening to music when you're doing this as well, or listening to his audio recordings that he's created or just music? I'm listening to Theta Brain Entrainment Music. I made okay. a whole series of it myself. Okay. People so people can book, get that get, from Get that website? as a bonus. Yes. Okay. Free. Okay. Okay. It's downloadable from the website? Downloadable. If you go to automaticwriting.com, you get the book, you put in your receipt there, your your little transaction number, and you get that. Or you can take our automatic writing program where I have live classes once a month and there's a whole video-based program and you get a whole library of music there as well. Because I want to make it as easy for you as possible. I initially... 
I can tap in anytime now, but I still like each morning when I go into automatic writing, I'm still going to do it with Theta Brain Entrainment Music. It just makes it so much simpler and faster. Now, if people are listening, if they're diving into automatic writing, and there's there's a whole process, but if they're listening and diving into automatic writing, um, as long as it's legit, go get some Theta Brain Entrainment Music off of YouTube as well. It exists out there. How do I know if it's legit? Well, if the music's just kind of warm and fuzzy, that's not theta brain and train music. If you find yourself getting into a different brainwave state, hello, because there's a lot of it out there. Okay. That's good to know. Now, you provide a list of what um, the automatic writing experience is not. Um, Can you tell the listeners what it is not and what actually automatic writing experience is? So the simplest way to put that is not a first person, I, me, my journaling writing experience. It's not I, Michael, or I, Greg, am having a rough time. My day is not going well. I need to know what to do about this. That can be a very cathartic healing experience. There's no doubt about it. It's worked as a journaling tool for helping people heal for thousands and thousands of years. But that's coming from the I, coming from you. We want to go supra, above the thinking mind, above the eye. So you end up getting into a second person process. What does that mean? It means it's okay, dear one. You are loved. You're okay. Breathe deep. Relax into everything. We've got you. We'll take care of you. Let's talk about what's going on in your life. Now you're in the automatic writing process, your automatic writing experience, and you can hear the difference in my day's not going well. Breathe deep. All is good. We are here. There's a very different energetic feel and shift to it. That's why it's an attunement. It's in this place that we want to write. It's in this place where our problems don't turn us into (laughs) kind of frothy big problems because we're focused on it, but we're instead got something big picture mind could be you on the other side of the veil, just cheering you on, taking a higher level perspective and speaking to you from there. The best that I can explain it, because I've been there, is the, um, I don't want to say it, there's there's a sense of peace. Mm-hmm. It's like when you've gone into a deep meditation and you've experienced one of the most magical meditations you've had with, you know, the purple at the top of your crown chakra coming pulsating and you walk out of that. And another day I was at a, I was with a friend and I went to a self-realization fellowship, which is right here in Encinitas. uh, uh, Yes, I know. And I, and I'm a, I'm a devotee. So we do the meditation and I got to tell people this because I think this is, this is pretty important. You know, I walk out, your pace slows, your mind slows, you observe the people, the birds, whatever it is. So I get in my car mm-hmm. and I'm driving, but I know I'm driving at a slower speed. I get that. I get that I've slowed down and people are honking at me like, <clears throat> and I said to my friend, I said, I just got to have a meditation and look at these people. And the sense that I get is peace. You know, that, that, 
this space that we're talking about, this experience we're talking about is this amazing space of, of just peace and tranquility. And that's where you reach this, whatever source you want to call it, your angels, your other people. Um, that's where you're going to access it. When I wrote the book, that's where I was. Cool. And the cool thing to me too, is that it doesn't mean that you're not going to get powerful messages. Right. They may peacefully say, turn the car, you're going the wrong direction, <laughs> right. but they're going to do so, even if it's turn car now, they're yeah. going to do so out of love. Yes. Yes. I think that's important out of love. That is so important, Michael. So, you know, you're, we've talked about the environment people set up, what's optimal. I think that's great. Wherever you do it, the morning, the evening, you do it in a bedroom, you do it out on your porch. It just go to the place you need to go. Your book certainly the de facto for anyone um, wanting to explore the world of automatic writing. Let's face it. What advice would you like to leave our listeners with so that their experience with automatic writing is meaningful and a memorable one? In other words, I think that I think you can start this process off, and if you start off on the wrong foot and you don't have that good experience right, right away, you may like postpone. And I don't think people listening to this podcast should postpone because they have one or two not optimal experiences. So first, I'm going to be biased. And I'm going to say, get the book, get the program. Heck, you can go on to Amazon and probably find a used copy for $1.50 or something. Right. Learn the whole process. Don't skip steps in the beginning. So critically important. And then kind of like your meditation experience, let go of the outcome. There's no such thing really as a bad meditation. Unless the fire alarm goes off and you sit there. Ignoring <laughs> that. There's no such thing as a bad automatic writing experience because it's an energetic attunement. So we go in there without attachment to the outcome, without needing anything from it. Part A. Part B, there is a trust that develops over time, a relationship that develops between you and whatever it is that you're speaking to. Mm -hmm. When I first started automatic writing, I was in a class where we connected with the Akashic Masters, the librarians of the universe. How cool is that? And um, it, it wasn't the automatic writing experience, but it was their process of getting into the state and communicating with the masters. And I was told, uh, you're going to be a leader, you're going to be a teacher, you're going to be speak before thousands and thousands of people up on a mountaintop, up on high. And I had to read that back to the class. And I was aghast and I thought it was my ego and my ego had taken over and made me out to be this blah, blah, blah. And I was horrified. And I, that was my first experience. I didn't do it again, Greg, for at least another year and a half, maybe two years. Right. Then I did it again. Same answer. On my third time, same answer. Finally, after uh, life was flipped upside down and backwards to where I needed something to shift my existence. I went into automatic writing and said, all right, whatever you're saying, I'm going to suspend disbelief and just play with it. And over time, it became clear what was coming for me, what was not. Fast forward a few years later, I had our Inspire Nation show. It's on YouTube. It's everywhere. I had been invited to the uh, Nobel Peace Prize conference in Mexico. I was a leader. I was a teacher. And I broadcast 
from our home up on a mountaintop on Colorado <laughs> to thousands and thousands of people from up on high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect way to kind of wrap this up for our listeners. Now, for the listeners, like you said, go out and get a copy of the book. Um, it's it's not a new book. When did you first publish it? Uh, I believe now a year and a half, two years ago. It took four okay. tries to get it right with the guides. Um, so proud of it. As recently as probably the last month, it became the number one again angels and spirit guides and channeling book on Amazon. It bounces around the top a bunch. Um, I do a channeled teaching every day to raise your vibration at daily woohoo. That's W O O H O O daily woohoo.com that comes right out of my automatic writing. So you can get a taste of it. You can get that energetic sense because I want to do an energetic, like an espresso pick you up every day, but it's something everyone should have access to. When I went to that Nobel peace prize summit, I wanted to like go to all the leaders who are already doing great things and give them each a copy. Because can you imagine in this world, if everybody was plugged in at the highest level and taking action from there, how much the world would change? Oh, tremendously. So we'd see so many great transformational shifts uh, worldwide. You know, so our listeners, just so they know, you can get to Michael's work by uh, inspiration. It's um, Inspire Nation Show, mm-hmm. InspireNationShow.com, www.automaticwriting.com mm-hmm. uh, is another way to get there. It's on the back of the book as well. And you can get go to the YouTube channel, which he's got. Just type in Michael Sandler and you'll get a lot of his messages. He's got a, lots of uh, video up there. Michael, it's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you for sharing something that is so important. And I'm going to just say this blankly for really everybody to know. It doesn't matter if you're writing a book or you're just getting out some emotional energy. This is a great way to heal and continue to heal. In other words, something you can do for a lifetime. It isn't just something you do once. You just stay with this. You just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. Um, And I think once you start it and you get the feel for it, you'll be pleasantly addicted to this. This isn't um, a bad addiction. It's a good one. So namaste to you. Thank you for the great energy that you brought across these airwaves uh, to all of my listeners. And thank you for doing the work that you're doing, Michael. Thank you so much, Greg, for me having me here. And how does it get any better than this? How does it get any better than this? <laughs> Next time we do it, we'll make it better. How's that? Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this podcast on Inside Personal Growth. We appreciate your support. And for more information about new podcasts, please go to InsidePersonalGrowth.com or any of your favorite channels to listen to our podcast. Thanks again, and have a wonderful day.